And welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Retro life for you, movies and more. I'm Chris Adams, host of your show. And with me this week, looks like jamming to the beat of his own drum. John, whatever. <laughs> Pick a last name. I'm John. <laughs> Mr. Mr. John, whatever. For those who don't understand this, we got John Matrix, John Rambo, John Wick. I mean... John Pick your Carter. action star. They're always John. John McClane. Everybody. And we got we got John Rollins now. Yeah. Yeah. John Rollins. I don't have a chopper. We're going to have to get to the Vespa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we have too much fun sometimes. Sometimes. If, if, in, if in you are new to the show... And this is your first time listening to us. Uh, please don't forget to follow us and subscribe to us. And while you're at it, subscribing to us, give us one of those nice ratings and reviews as well. You can rate and review us on iTunes. You can give us a five-star rating on Spotify. And uh, you go to the website we have at www.retrolife, the number four, the letter U.com. At the top, there's a way you can rank us as well up there. Is that where that's also that like where you ask questions once you sign up for the mailing list or whatever? Uh, you can different places too. Well, actually, you can when you go to the website, you can sign up to our mailing list and get on there, and we will be sending out newsletters where you basically get uh, what's on the podcast for that week or something coming up. Eventually, it's going to have you know what's that week, what's coming up the next week, and it might even have some more fun stuff and then like some links to online stories based on what we were looking at. You know something. Just to put some effort into it, yeah, make it kind of fun. So, yeah, that'd be cool. We, we, uh, we love that. We love the input and the feedback and any kind of ideas, questions, things y'all might like to hear. Absolutely. And speaking, you know, speaking of which, you actually, Travis, uh, have segued us into a very, very fun spot this week that I'd like to bring up. I've brought this up over and over before in the past, in case anybody. You know, had a question, wanted to participate or anything like that. They get to reach out and let us know, and we talk about it on the show, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Any that being time. said, uh, wait no further. Captain, incoming message. Ooh, we have listener. Wolf? Listener, I'll just, I, I won't throw his full name Michael out Dorn? there. Was that Worf? Was That's that Michael Worf. Dorn? That's Lieutenant Worf right there. Lieutenant Worf. Incoming message, Captain. Ain't his name Michael Dorn? Michael Dorn. I believe so. Yeah. I would like to be um, him one day. Yes, I bet. I'm sure you would. <laughs> would you talk to him just like that as well? Would you crinkle would, your forehead like a Klingon? It's wonderful to meet you. <laughs> yeah, I know the forehead. Maybe have me a battle hanging out. I know it might be a bad idea. Well, oh, but wait a minute. Now we're shooting right over the fact we got a question. Well, we got a question. Comment? We have a question. And this, Travis, this is actually dedicated, directed towards you. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, we, uh, and I, I, I won't, I won't divulge his full name. This is a, okay. a, a listener to the show, big fan of the show, has heard all our episodes, listens every week. His name is Marty. Awesome. And he has a question for Travis. He wants to know, based on our shows, the last couple of weeks, we've done horror movies from the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Can you name three people from the horror movie by the name Angel Heart? And see, I'm thinking I cannot think. Hang on, I know I'm being quiet, but I'm going through my brain. 
when he, when he ran this, when, when I first seen the question, I can't think of any. I remember Thunderheart. I think that was what it's called. That was Val Kilmer. But that wasn't and a horror movie. It though. wasn't a horror movie. And I remember Angel Heart. Can he, can I have a? What did you say? What what decade it was from? It's from the eighties. From the eighties. Angel Heart. Angel Heart. Now, okay, wait a minute. I don't think I remember. It's not a scary movie. It's no. I'm not saying it's not a scary movie. It's one of them that we and you was talking about. It'd be like a whole, like a like a thriller. The only thing I can remember because his name was Angel and he was going after Johnny. Wait a minute. Hold on a minute. <laughs> it's Mickey Rourke and um. The only thing I can think of is Mickey Rourke was a detective, like back in the. How do you say it? How do they say it? It's it's like back in the day though, not not horse and buggy, but like um, uh, like the fifties or forties or something. Mickey Rourke was a detective, and um, he was going after like a music guy. He's tracking him down from Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. If this is the right movie, I don't even know the name of this movie. I'm thinking, yeah, no, it is, it is, it is, it is. Robert De Niro hired him to. Robert De Niro hired Mickey Rourke to hunt down uh, Johnny something good. I don't. Oh, come on. So it, it's Mickey. If this is the right one, Mickey Rourke, and I don't. You know, you the know guy what? with the one straight eye that played the crazy man. Well, I'm, I've never seen the movie, so I, I, I can't say. How, well, how are we going to... I will tell you this, though. I'm telling the right one. We're going to have to well, wait till I, next week. No, no. I, I'm looking at it online right now. I'm I'm testing oh. you to see... I'm asking you the question in case you know it to see he will know if, you, if he'd stump you on this. It sounds like he almost stumped you, actually. You almost did not go for it. Like, you did... I mean, I didn't think you were going to get it at first. But yeah, when you... the right movie? You're thinking of the right movie, apparently. You started talking it out. Next thing you know, you got one thing led to another. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm on the right movie then. So hang on. So, hang on. Let me. Okay. So he's hunting down. He's hunting down Johnny. I can't remember the guy's name, so it don't count. But it's the guy with the one straight eye. He plays the crazy guy in all the movies. He was in that movie I was talking about, where he was actually the killer in the motel, and it was all these split personalities. But it was actually him working it out in his head, killing all the other personalities. I can't remember his name. Um, oh, Lisa Bonet was in it because I was so mad because that um because nine and a half weeks. Uh, uh, no, I remember this movie. This movie was in the news. They it almost got an X rating because of a sex scene. Yes, it almost got an X rating. They had to cut out yeah. nine, nine or ten so seconds I'm of like, the movie. Lisa says. Bonet, why didn't I get to see Lisa Bonet? Because that's like Lisa Bonet is the person that made me know that I was a boy. Like that was my first TV <laughs> love. Everybody said Daisy Duke. For me, it was Denise Huxtable, boy. Yeah, Lisa Bonet, because I remember her like in a in a in a like a white shirt. It might have been one of Mickey Rourke's shirt, like jumping on him, and they was making out. Okay. It ended okay. Up being it ended up being no, oh, this is a split personality movie. It ended up being the uh the guy he was going after. The the star was killing people, but then he was doing it like mind control from uh. Oh, uh, I just said his name, Robert De Niro. This man, that's. I, gonna... I tell you what, I, I tell you what, I, I'm going to cut you off there. 
so we don't take I'll the whole take, show. I'll, I'll take up half. We, the show we don't want to take. We don't want to take up yeah. half the show or the whole show in this one movie. But I will say, I'm surprised. I honestly did not think that you were going to get this, and then you went and started talking it out. Next thing I know, you're just, you know, spitting <laughs> things out one to the other. I got to get my Marty, Rolodex hey, to hey, run, and once I get I, my Rolodex to run, it's word association. I, I got to tell you, Marty. People's name that I meet, I I figure out what what um what celebrity they look like. Uh huh. Well, look, I'm real big on picking people's celebrity look lots. I, I, I gotta tell you, Marty. I know you're gonna be listening to this, so you can find out what the answer, what what he, you know, what happened and all and everything. Don't feel too bad because I I've never been able to stump him yet on anything either. He'll sit there and start talking and talking. The wheels start turning. I start smelling stuff burning, and next thing you know, <laughs> that's right. Next thing that's you right. know, he's got answers and he's spitting stuff out, and it makes me I mad most of the time. I can't pull nothing over his eyes. Yeah, uh, let me just go ahead like and right around the time with nine and a half weeks with Kim Basinger. Was it? Well, I I don't, this so. was this this movie itself was um, uh, nineteen eighty seven. Okay. So it's a uh, it's an adaptation to a seventy eight novel called Fallen Angel. Uh, oh. Mickey Rourke, Robert De Niro, Lisa Bonet, and Charlotte Rampling. It says uh, Harry Angel plays a is played by Rourke, a New York oh, City I private need to look investigator. It up now. Hold on a minute, I can look it up. If you want to look it up now, yeah, I want to see it too. Yeah, you can look at it now if you want to, but I mean, I, I'm looking at Wikipedia, basically. Uh, he's hired to solve the disappearance of a man known as Johnny Favorite. Johnny. So, did I have that right? Did I say Johnny? Well, you said Johnny something, but you couldn't figure out what the last name was. Yeah. So his investigation <laughs> takes him to New Orleans, where he becomes embroiled in a series of brutal murders, it says. Dude, I can't... That's awesome. I can't believe I got it. Yeah, it's like an old school... Um, like a detective thing. He was like a private detective. Yeah, yeah. Here it is. Private investigator. Yeah, well, you just said it too. Yeah. And then I'm, you were I'm calling it a psychological I'm horror. Trying to work it out. Yeah. And the whole psychological horror bit you mentioned that we were talking about last week, you kind of, when you started talking about that, I was like, man, he's going to get this. <laughs> the second you called it, it's like, because you, you, you're right. It wasn't a horror movie. It's just, it's not like a scary movie, but I mean, yeah, horror, but not scary. So, so and when you say it, it's like one of those we were talking about, you know, like those, well, psychological, well, you didn't say psychological, you called it something else tonight. Thriller, but last yeah. week you were calling them psychological horrors. Yeah, psychological thriller, I think, is the right term. There he yeah. is. That's the guy I'm talking about. Uh, I'm going to be getting way up on the mic. Uh, Pruitt Taylor Vince. That's the guy. He, he's so overlooked, man. He plays such a great, he's great as like unstable, um, mentally unstable characters. Because yeah. he does his thing, he's got one eye. That, it's, he's not cross-eyed, but he's got one eye that kind of goes off in a little. He's a little wall-eyed, not to be. Mean. Is it kind of like Forrest Whitaker <laughs> in a way, or yeah, kind of? But it, but his eyes shake too. So like when the camera goes in on him real close, his eyes kind of shake back and forth. He, he's it's unnerving, and I've I remember damn darn near every movie I've ever seen that guy in. Man, all right. Well, it's Marty, I hope crazy. that makes you happy there, or. If you're unhappy, I'm sorry. I don't go again. He said, give him another one. Give him another one. Hit him up with some more. When I start getting my word association going, that's why I went Thunderheart. And then I start like word associations big on it and walking it out and talking about it. Anyway. Okay. Thank you, Mladi. I'm excited. That is a first question and I got it right. I can't stop (laughs) out on a loss. If anybody else has something that might stump Travis, make sure you send it in. Make it a goodie too. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, now usually now we're going to start getting we're going to start getting stuff about Vincent Price from the 50s. <laughs> you might. I don't know. I mean, if, if you can make it on the show, the question you send in, try to make it on the show you were listening to. But if you got just yeah, something in general, 
if it's something in general you want to throw out, you can still do that. But try to make it about the show you were listening to that day. Like tonight, for example, we are doing a follow-up to one of our earliest podcasts that we did. We did yeah. the decade of Arnold Schwarzenegger, the 1980s. And tonight, we are going to tackle a decade of Arnold Schwarzenegger, the 1990s. Yeah, baby buggy bumpers. <laughs> what he said. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and try to stump me on Arnold. Go ahead with that. <laughs> I'll yeah, that, I, I, I hope that one. I hope somebody has something that stumps you with Arnold. I would love they, that. The only way they would would be some of his political career, because like, I dude, Arnold has been my hero since I can remember. Like Arnold, is, that's the guy right there. They're gonna stump you with Arnold. I'm gonna toss it out there back in your face and go, "What up now?" Yeah, yeah. You didn't get no Arnold you question, no you Arnold. know. You lost high. Well, starting off this decade, I mean, he definitely, well, when he ended the 80s, he ended the 80s well, yeah. right? Uh, he ended on I twins. Think. Yeah. So, uh, and of course, twins we've talked about heat. this in the past. Both 1988. So he had Red Heat with Belushi too, which I like. Yeah, you're right. But he, he ended that on a, basically, he ended his 80s on a bang there. Two mm-hmm. movies. In the 90s, the first thing I've got listed for him is a one episode appearance on Tales from the Crypt. He was an oh, ex-con. Really? Yeah. Now this isn't one of his movies, so we can't go in depth on it or anything like that. But I mean, he did have one spot there um, on mm-hmm. Tales from the Crypt. I said I didn't start watching. I wasn't watching a whole bunch of Tales from the Crypt. I sneak and watch it a little bit, but I was still, I was still, uh, I still wasn't so much onto the horror by that time because I was only ten. Yeah. What do you uh, off one. the top of your head? And unless you're looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. Are you are you looking at his decade of movies as we speak? Not not at the current moment. I have it pulled up, so, but it's not on the tab that I'm on. So his first movie of the nineties. Do you remember which one it was? Well, I think so. That's the one I got pulled up, I believe. Be it'd be uh get your ass to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Total Recall. Total Recall. Total Recall, nineteen ninety. Played the yeah. role of Quaid. Which my house, my children know. That when I'm not playing, like their mom will be telling them something to do something, or I'm telling them to do something, or something like that, and I get serious, it's get your ass to Mars. That's what <laughs> I said. Like I legit, my child, like I I say that. Like it's like, all right, now that's enough, or something like that. Not with Travis. It's get your ass to Mars. <laughs> <They're> like, <"Uh-oh." laughs> this movie, I mean, it was a great movie. I loved it. Dude, I think Total Recall is dude, like whoa. Total Recall is one, probably one of my favorites by him. I mean, honestly, Total Recall. And they remade it too, didn't they? Yeah, with Colin Farrell, it was great too. Yeah, and I Colin thought Farrell did. and um, oh my God, Celine. I'm in love with her too. Celine hey, from Underworld. Kate second Beckinfield. week in the uh, said second, a second week in a row that we've had a movie to talk about that Colin Farrell was in the remake of. Last week oh, we were that's talking right. Fright Night. Fright Night was one yeah. of the he did remake that. Yeah, so, that's right. But anyway, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sharon Stone was in the movie, Michael Ironside, Ronnie Cox. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, uh, now the woman that played Melina, I can't say that I've seen her in a lot of other stuff. I, for whatever reason, her name kind of stands out to me like I've seen that before. Yeah. But I can't remember any of the movies she was in, and that was Rachel. Rachel was that? Tickleton? Tickleton? Is it Ticotin, Ticotin, Ticotin? I don't know. I remember her from uh, uh, Man on Fire. Man on I, Fire? Yeah, because when I saw Man on Fire, I was like, yo, yo, that's the chick out of Dagum. Uh, 
Yeah, out of uh, uh, Total Recall. So I remember they're from Man on Fire. And I can't think of anything else. Like, Man on Fire is all I... The only other thing I remember seeing her in. Well, the movie itself... We're not going to go in depth in it because we got so many to cover in this time right, frame. Yeah. But I mean, you know, he's it's basically we're in the future with Total Recall, and you can take a vacation mentally. They will implant the vacation into your mind, right? Mm-hmm. When you go to this place, and, you, and, and the, the place is called Total Recall. That's where they get the title, right? I believe, mm-hmm. or is it just called Recall, or one of the two, something I think, like I that? Think it's called Recall because so, Total Recall is what he ends up having, right? So, so we got to stop him before he goes into Total Recall. Right, right. So uh, it, yeah, it recall ends up in, is the name of Recall Incorporated, and it was it was it was spelled with a K. Yeah, and it ends up going bad on him. He's one of I guess one of the exceptions to the rule. His didn't work out fine, and something happens now. He can't tell what's real and what's not. What's is he really this person? And the other thing, his other life was a vacation implanted, or was he that person? And this mm-hmm. whole deal is the you know. The uh, they could uh, the adventure implanted into his brain and in his in his memories and everything, right? Um, I mean, it's 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 a cool concept for a movie. It really, is. oh man, and, I, and it, it was, was crazy. It was just wild to me. I remember watching that as a kid, and like when he pulled the tracker out of his nose, <laughs> his nose oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and did the the whole thing with the get you get your eyes to Mars. The, the woman, the, the head, that or the, the disguise he had on it, like, and opened up. Yeah. And then what was course, the, the famous woman with the extra appendage. <laughs> the extra <Or> appendage. <laughs> the, the little, um, um, how, how should I word this? How should I say it? Um, the shorter lady of the, of the ones in the bar, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Thumbelina. Yeah. Played by Debbie Lee Carrington. Um, that was um, something. It's a big gun Benny, she had. Benny, <laughs> Benny, when he, the taxi driver, Benny, when he took his hand off, was like... What was the name of the hand. guy? What was the name of the guy that was in, like, you know, the little the little small man inside of somebody, basically? Do you remember what that was? Oh, like, uh, like on... Uh... It was kind of like the the Men in Black thing. He was riding the riding the person or whatever. Like it was it was a it was a automaton that he was driving or something. <laughs> I do not remember. I was trying to find it while you were um, while you were talking about it, but it's just not it's not standing out. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember that little dude's name. Is that who that is that who he went? No, he went to go see Melina. But not the dude that was the little brain inside of there. Wasn't he? He was something. I don't remember. I can't recall that one. Yeah, I can't see it without looking it up. I guess I should have looked at it beforehand, but I wasn't really thinking about it, though, mm-hmm. uh, if we would go that deep into it or not. But he was the one that uh, was kind of controlling the, the rebellion kind of thing they had going on, wasn't he? Wasn't he the main guy behind it? The leader, uh, per, per se. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I was thinking of the bad guy. I was going to say, no, that was uh, that was Richter. That was Michael Ironside. But no, yeah, he might have been. Or no, was Ronnie Cox. Coogan? I was going to say, Ronnie Cox was running the show. Michael Ironside was the guy they were sending after. Blade. That's what it was. Yeah. So, all right, well, great movie. If you have not seen Total Recall with Schwarzenegger, make sure you do take a look at it. It's uh, 
I, it, it is better than the Colin Farrell version. The Colin Farrell version was good, but you know, usually you can't beat the original when it comes to things. So, right. Next movie in line was Kindergarten Cop. So oh, yeah. if you're uh, if you're looking at my screen I think, here, I think and, everybody needs to watch this. I need to let the kids watch it, and, yes. and it's a very educational movie. It's a very educational movie, uh, it, and it's, it fits in perfectly fine for today. There's a message in this movie that people should probably learn. Right. Um, it's it's usually really it's it's kind of common sense kind of thing, but the whole world doesn't have a ton of common sense, unfortunately, these days. But a little boy steps up and he lets everybody know real quick. Yeah. Boys have a penis. Girls, girls have, have a, vagina. a vagina. That's what he says, word yeah. for word. Tell I mean, if the little if the little kids knew it then, people should know it now. Yeah. He was excited to have that information. He was just letting everybody know. He was. He was. And Movie we also direct- learned in there that not every headache is a tumor. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. If you were looking at my screen here, the, the name under my name, the secondary line basically says it's not a tumor. <laughs> it's not a tumor. Uh, I love this it when he picked that little boy up and he shook him. He's like, you mean to tell me you eat other people's lunches? He's like, it was <laughs> happy. <it." laughs> and then he spits all the food out in front of him. <laughs> Oh yeah, my gosh! One, Arnold don't um, make a bad movie, man. The movie right there is funny, right? Like and and, he, and the funny thing about this, he wasn't supposed to be the kindergarten teacher. It's his partner that played Phoebe. It was supposed to be the kindergarten teacher, the, the substitute. Yeah. So going undercover, and he was going to be out there waiting to see if um, the 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 guy Chris that he's waiting for is going to show up or not to come out to the boy because they believe the boy is his son. Mm-hmm. I think they just hadn't proved it yet, right? Is what it was. They believe. Right. Oh well, they knew that one of the kids, one of the kids, was his son. Yeah, they they had going, to figure yeah, out they which were one. They were trying to find him, but they hadn't figured out which one it was until. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So we have uh, Penelope Ann Miller playing Joyce, one of the other teachers. Hmm. Pamela Reed plays his partner Phoebe. We got Linda Hunt that plays the principal, uh, Miss Slowski, and that everybody girl, knows her. I mean, she was in. Well, she was in everything. Uh, Did you she, know? Well, but you know what she's really known for, though, with a lot of people here in the last 20 years, though? In the last 20? Yeah, as far as Linda Hunt goes. Uh, um, she's she's heady on NCIS Los Angeles. Oh, okay. okay. Everybody that loves it. There's a ton of NCIS fans out there. Well, she was also the voice of management on Carnival. She's been in quite a few things. Like she said. was the narrator on God of War 2, God of War Chains of Olympus. I just remember her being, and the original God of War, by the way. Uh, no, I remember her being in these, she was just like always this little, just nah. But anyway, did you know? Now, she was uh, in a deleted scene in Maverick as a magician. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. that was, I thought that was pretty cool. How in thing, talking about how things intertwine and, and word association. Yeah, she was in Dagon Maverick, but she always plays some kind of little either principal or, you know, uh, maybe she was in the a boss of some sort. She was like, yeah, the boss at work, or she was like the head nun at something or something. You know, she's always in those kind of roles. So you've seen The Incredibles, right? Yeah, it's been a long time. Is she supposed to be the lady that was making the super suits for him and everything? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Based off her? Yeah, it lo- yeah, it looks just like her. Yeah. Looks just like her. Uh, Richard Tyson plays the main bad guy, Crisp. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he was actually on a TV show years ago that I, that I watched. It was him and I want to say the guy from Beverly Hills Cop uh, that played Taggart. It was called Hardball. Now that I may be wrong on the guy that played Taggart, I may be wrong. It may not be him. It seems like it was okay. John Ashton. Yeah. Uh, but a, a TV show called Hardball. Did you ever see that? I think it feels like it seems like I saw some of it. It didn't last very long. It's like one season, I think, maybe two at the most. Okay. But um, I mean, it was okay when it came out. It just—I I think they were trying. I—I—I I, I, want to say they were cops. They were like buddy cop things. I might be wrong, but I think they were buddy cops. Okay. And I think they would be, you know, capitalizing on the whole lethal weapon thing at the time and Beverly Hills Cop, how the whole buddy cop thing was popular. Yeah. You know, we'll try a TV show like that to go along. You know, you've had Miami Vice in the past and other things. I guess they thought this might take off, but right. You know, there's another show. There's another show that kind of tried the same thing, but they weren't cops. They kind of, I don't know if they were in PIs or something, but it was called Riptide. They tried to make something big with that. That didn't work out too well either. Uh, right. Uh, anyway, did you say before we move on? Just one thing. Did you did you uh, did you happen to mention Arnold's uh, character's name in this? Kimball. Yeah. Do you remember his first name? John. Might it be John? <laughs> so there's John there's Kimball. One. There's one. I'm writing uh, it down. There's one. Uh, so well, we're add that to the list. Let's see. John yeah. Kimball. John Wick. John McClane. John Rambo. Oh. John John Matrix. Right. Uh, hey, you talking about segues? Uh, ain't that a segue into uh his next movie? On the list, like in chronological order. What the John? John Connor. Oh, John Connor. Well, he didn't play the role of John Connor, but John no, Connor but was in John the movie. John Connor was the hero. So, oh, well, uh, was gonna be whatever. This movie that we're bringing up now, T two, Terminator two, Judgment Day. Man, that movie was so big when it came out. Dude, I saw it two to three times in the theater. Kept mm. going back to watch it again. It was great. Um, you know, in the first Terminator, he was the bad guy. He was the Terminator coming to get uh, Sarah Connor, right, and, and to kill her. Well, in this one, he's been sent back to protect Sarah Connor and John Connor mm-hmm. from the T two thousand, right? The T, yeah, I believe it's T two thousand. No, it's the T one thousand. Wait a minute, yeah, it's the T one thousand because he's the T eight hundred. I was thinking it was T two thousand. I thought it was the T-1000. This movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember how much money it made? Oh, my God. No. It was was a big deal at the time. It was huge at the time because of, you know, and now you hear movies making up to a billion and stuff. But budget was $102 million. That was a high budget for a movie then. Right. But everything they did with the Mercury. So what they did with the T-1000 or T-2000, whatever. Uh, that was actually mercury. They actually did that with filming liquid mercury. I remember, and that was that was wild too. The stuff they pulled off with that. Yeah, uh, the movie grossed five hundred twenty million eight hundred eighty one thousand one hundred fifty four dollars. Man, hmm. And wasn't uh, you could be mine. Was that on uh, you the appetite? No, that wasn't and, on appetite for destruction. Uh, and you are correct. It's the T. It's it's the T one thousand. By the way, you're correct. Okay. Heck yeah. Uh Use Your Illusion. That's had uh You Could Be Mine. Yes. That was the the big hit from the movie that everybody uh That was Use Your Illusion remembers. too, yeah. 
User well, they came out roughly at the same time. User Illusion one, User Illusion two. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, because they had a uh, estranged with on that album, which was a song that was written by Charles Manson. That's odd on its own, right there. Charles, little Charlie Manson writing music. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a song on there called uh, Estranged. Hmm. That's that's why I remember it because they said it, they claimed that it was written by Charlie. Oh, cross in the forehead, Charlie. Sorry, I was this just looking at something too, else on like, here. I remember um, this movie was like crazy, like we're talking about, you know, with the the special effects and everything. And then, like, I remember, you know, this, see, this is back during the time when like Teen Beat magazine and the New Kids on the Block and everything was huge. So all the little girls was in love with Edward Furlong. But then, like, this movie was so cool. All the dudes wanted to be Edward Furlong, like in the movie. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be John Connor. I want to be John Connor. That was great. And, uh, you know, it, when the first movie came out, it was well known for producing that quote. Uh, I'll be it? back. So uh, there's another pretty famous quote come out of this movie from Arnold as well. Mm-hmm. Is, is it the one where he says, hasta la vista, baby. That would be it. <laughs> <laughs> that would definitely be it. Um there's man, this is a, a a movie we could do an entire episode on, so I don't want to sit here and just drag it out all night. I, but we we could do that easily though. Yeah. So much talk about. I, think, about I don't it. remember how how much more how many movies before that he said it in. I'm sure he said it, but isn't this this is also the one where "Come with me if you want to live" got big too, isn't it? That's when everybody started quoting it anyway. It remember. may be, and he may have said it in another movie or two after the fact, but I mean, I think this is the first one where it came from. Yeah. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> I'm going to need you to take this next one because uh, I know you've seen it, and I have never I watched love it. I this next one, and I don't understand your disdain for it i have okay i've never watched it yet all the way through i can't honest i can honestly say i have not watched it so i can't really tell you that i know make it through it or is it because like is it so bad you can't make it through it at the time when (laughs) at the time when i was watching it trying to watch it you know i had to admit i kept getting tied up in other things and kept having to get up and leave it and try to restart it or start back where i left off from i never could really get into it oh i got you it's like i couldn't sit there long enough to get into it to get drawn in, I guess. If I ever yeah. sit down and rewatch it to where I'm not interrupted and not bothered, I might actually think differently of it. Heck yeah. So the next one up, the next one up in from 1993 is The Last Action Hero. I love this movie. He plays uh, Jack Slater. And in the movie, so you got Danny, his kid. And he's just like Jack Slater's biggest fan. So Jack, but Jack Slater is a movie character. So he's an action hero in the movies that's played by Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movies. So it's like Arnold is in the movie, but also Jack Slater as the character that he plays in the movie. And then uh, somehow I cannot remember. uh, He got a magic ticket or something. Yeah, Nick that gave him a magic ticket and he put him into the movie. So he was actually in Slater's movie, but then he come back to our world 
and I don't remember what it was doing drug busts and all this, but if we want to read it verbatim, the storyline is young daddy Madigan is a huge fan of Jack Slater, a larger than life action hero played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. When his best friend, Nick, the projectionist gives him a magic ticket to the newest Jack Slater movie, Danny is transported into Slater's world. His number one hero where the good guys always win It's a dream come true for Danny. But then things take a turn for the worse when one of Slater's enemies, Benedict the Hitman, gets a hold of the ticket and ends up in Danny's world. So Slater and Danny must join forces to travel back to stop him at all course, costs before it'll be the end of Jack Slater. Ooh. And I, it's, dude, this movie is so funny. Cause like, so when Arnold, when he's with, <laughs> when he's with Arnold or when he's with Jack or Danny, when he's with Jack, he's like, stopping him and, and cutting him off and saying all of his catchphrases because he does all the he does all of the like uh known uh arnold schwarzenegger catchphrases so like danny would be like oh that's what you're going to say is that what you're going to say and my absolute favorite part of this movie is like in the middle of the rain and like he reaches through a window and snatches a guy out of a car and they're in the rain he's shaking him he goes rubber baby buggy bumpers and like he looked at danny and he's like i bet you didn't know i was going to say that and like danny's just like freaking out because he's like having a mental break <laughs> like jack's having a mental breakdown or something like, it's so good <laughs> it's so good but it's got Jim Belushi and Chevy Chase. Uh, I am McClellan. Uh, uh, I don't know who else. Gandalf. Uh, F. Murphy Abram. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Like it's got a, it's got a few people in it. Karen Duffy. But it's a it's a really cool, funny movie, and it's a lot of fun for kids too. I think because, like I said, when it came out, I watched it when it came out, and I absolutely loved it, and I've been a fan of it ever since. So I'll throw a little fun fact out for you. There's a reuniting of. Um, Predator stars in this movie. Oh, what was that? Be Frank McRae. Frank McRae was not in Predator, I don't believe. Oh, who was in there? One of the writers. Oh, okay. Shane Shane Black. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Remember, he was the guy from Predator that was telling the jokes to Billy, trying to make him laugh. Yeah. Ooh, that would have seen you shouldn't let go of uh, that. That would have been a good uh, piece of trivia to stump me on. Uh, well, I ruined it for somebody then. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have got that. I sure wouldn't. Uh-uh. All right, let's go ahead and go and take a quick break here and get our mid-roll in, and then we'll come back and we'll pick up on the next movie being True Lies, which is hey, wait, probably wait, wait, my wait, favorite wait, 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 one. Wait, 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 real quick before he does, there's another thing in this movie that's absolutely hilarious. Just real quick. He goes, what? Danny said, you think you're funny, don't you? And Jack goes, I know I am. I'm the famous comedian, Arnold Brunschweiger. <laughs> then he said, Schwarzenegger. And he goes, Gesundheit. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a good one to watch. Okay, you're going to make me want to watch it for it's over with, I'm sure. It's just, you keep this up. I'm going to have to go ahead and back and watch it, it just for good, the humor of anything. It's really, really good. All right. All right. All right. Everybody take a quick second. Take a listen to this. It's our friend Tim of the show. Friend Tim of the show, friend Tim of the show, friend Tim of the That sounds stupid, don't it? This is our friend of the show, Tim with best. 80s Flicks flashback. Take a listen like to it. And... Language. Friend Tim of the show. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, why do I keep him here? All right, here we go. Stop it. <laughs> hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the show today, but bear with me just one moment while I get a quick word in. From a good friend of the show of ours, Tim, at 80s Flicks Flashbacks. Life moves pretty fast. 
If you don't stop and listen to an 80s flick flashback podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Do you love movies of a certain age? Do you miss the days of VHS tapes, VCRs, and the video rental stores? Does the thought of another 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? My name is Tim Williams. I'm the creator and host of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. On each episode, I'm joined by guest co-host to discuss one of the many movies released in the 1980s. We share our first-time watch memories, our favorite scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories about the cast and crew along the way. New episodes are released every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an excellent episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. The ad is over. Go home. Go. That's what I'm telling you, man. Make like a tree and get out of here with your stuff, all right? Biff Tanner. Making me laugh on everything, man. <laughs> well, what's up? Our what's up next? I personally think up next is uh, I think, in my estimation, might be one of his actual like best movies. Is like if you look at all the criteria and everything it has, like, well, if you were paying attention to me a while ago instead of mm-hmm. cracking your funnies, yeah, you would you would have heard me say. That when we come back, we'll be doing True Lies. Uh, oh, there we go. This is probably one of my absolute favorites of his. I think me, I think me too. Yeah. I think it has a lot to do too with the supporting the, the cast around him too and the writing. And you know what I mean? Well, there was a great cast with him in there for sure. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Arnold, great. Bill Paxton has a small role, but it was a funny role though. Oh my God, he killed it. Bill crushes everything he's in. Yeah, Tom Arnold was hilarious. Then you had Tia Carrera in there, uh, right? Uh, Eliza Dushku played his daughter, mm-hmm. and um, I think at the time, or maybe this was before she did Buffy. Um, I I think this is well before that, isn't it? Because I don't I don't remember how old she was in the movie, so I can't say. Yeah, I, I think this is well before that because I don't think she even got on Buffy until after she did. Uh, no, was it before or after Jay and Silent Bob? Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I don't remember if that was before or after the, uh, Buffy. That's after Jay okay. and Silent Bob is. Sure of that. This was great, though. I mean, he plays the role of Harry, who is supposed to be a vacuum cleaner salesman, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of all things, a vacuum cleaner salesman. Love this movie. I love this movie. A vacuum cleaner salesman. That story sucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Literally. Um, uh, he's not a vacuum cleaner salesman, and Tom Arnold is not his assistant in any way with that. Uh, right. They are indeed spies. Yes. Searching down new stolen nuclear weapons. And Tia Carrera plays one of the people. Um, Working the way toward the purchase or the sale of the weapons. I forget which one it was. I think the purchase yeah, of the weapons. A, she's a bit of a BA in this movie, too. Yeah. I believe Art Malik that shows on here is the one that plays the main bad guy. He looks a little mm. bit different in the picture, but I'm pretty sure it's him. Yeah, Z's. Yeah. 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 Uh, great movie, though. I mean, it's so fun. It's a lot of action in it. The humor is great. Uh, Tom Arnold's funny, obviously. Unreal. In the movie. And talking about Bill Paxton, for, for those of the audience saying it, so Bill 
is moving in on Jamie Lee Curtis, who's Helen, Helen, who is a Harry's wife. Right. And Bill's tree. He's got this whole orchestrated thing where he's a spy. So he like runs in and it's like, don't tell anyone I gave you this. He's like throwing her a package or something. And then he runs away or something like the man. Got right. Him. And then when they get a hold of him, Oh my God. And the revenge they got on her too for talking to him. Like that was so funny. And then it brought her back to a status that maybe she didn't have. Man, I don't know if she ever had that much of a, a quote unquote sex symbol status. Cause when she took to dancing around the post, you know, and then everybody was like, what the heck? Like Jamie well, Lee Curtis is. When you think of Jamie Lee Curtis, you think of Scream Queen from Halloween. Yeah. And then you think of the character from Trading Places. Right now, other than that, some people might come to mind with what you're talking about now. That status she had that in Perfect, the movie Perfect with John Travolta. Yeah, and after that, it's, it was kind of gone. It seemed like yeah. this movie kind of brought it back for though. Back. Like it was everybody was like that was the first thing I heard about this. I didn't see this one at the at the theaters. We this one uh, was a blockbuster rental. And uh, that was the first thing I heard about it was like, did you see Jamie Lee Curtis? <laughs> you know what I mean? This was definitely a movie uh, theater for me. Heck yeah. I, mean, I remember watching it there. It was great. Loved it. So many, there's there's some movies you just have to watch at a theater, it seems like. No doubt. And to what's me, this favorite, is one of them. What's your favorite part of this one? Every movie Arnold's got, we could do a whole show on. But what's your, real quick, what's your favorite part of this one? Man. When hanging him I gotta pick just one. I mean, what you love the, obviously I love the part when you talked about already with you know with, with Bill Paxton, the car salesman. Whenever he goes there and they take him and they you know make happen what happens with him. I don't want to ruin it for anybody if they haven't seen right. it yet. But right. that's that's a favorite part for sure. Um, at the end of it, when he's in that plane. <clears throat> And he, he he's got the plane, and the plane. It's one of these special planes where you don't just take off. the 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 engines will turn up, and a then jet. it was a Harrier. Yeah, and called. you just kind of start floating up, basically, you know, like a yeah, helicopter would go very up. Successful in their tenure in service. Yeah, but it was still kind of cool for the movie, though. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no and, doubt the Harrier jet's awesome, and they finally made it work. I just remember it wasn't. It was a all kind of. It was a cache of problems. My favorite part of this movie is when she actually finds out he's on the truth serum. Yeah, and she actually finds out that he's a <laughs> real spy, and she goes, "You mean to tell me you kill people?" And he looks at her with that funny drunk look, and he goes, "Yeah, but they were all bad." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was being so comforting, and, and also <laughs> that scene where he tells the guy. In like twenty seconds, I'm going to do this. Yeah. How do you plan on doing that? Well, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do that. I'm going to snap his neck over there. I'm going to stab you with this, and blah blah blah. Yeah. And that's a neat trick. How do you plan on doing that? I've had my cuffs off for the last so many seconds, and then tears into him. Yeah, he was on the truth serum at that moment too. It was funny on that new show that he's in. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I've been telling you about. I've been telling everybody about it. It's so good. You have to watch it. Where he finds out his daughter's in the CIA and they end up having mm-hmm. to work together. Yeah. There's a moment in there that's reminiscent to that. It's hilarious. He's in the there with the cartel or whatever. Telling him all this stuff he's going to do. And they're like, oh, really? And, and then he does it. <laughs> it's like, what in the world? I still have not seen that show yet. It's such a foobar. That's it. It's such a good show. It's hilarious. 
and to show some love to uh the king of the splits if you can watch if you can uh find the uh our our v r j v r v j something anyway he's got a show it was only a season or two seasons long and he makes fun of himself but he's got it the way the, the premise of that show is ever all uh actors almost are actually double agents and acting is their cover stories so and he makes fun of himself on that show man i wish that show had not got to cancel it was one of the funniest shows i ever saw this guy well, jean-claude van damme speaking of funny that leads us to the next movie which was supposed to be funny um i can't say that i've ever seen it and i refuse to watch it i think travis has seen it so this might be another one passed off to him for sure yeah, I've seen it. Uh, so, so we had like when I was coming up, especially at my first mother-in-law's house, we that woman would go by just go buy movies, just go buy movies. Go buy. And we movies. had literal boxes and box. We're not talking about VHS, but we had boxes and boxes. And uh, Teresa and I would sit around and watch TV tons and tons when I wasn't out doing things I wasn't supposed to be doing. And that's how I came across Junior. I was like, "What in the world is this?" It's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie I never heard about, never saw anything. And I read the back of it, and I'm like, what? So <laughs> we sit down and watch this, and it's it's ridiculous. It, it really is. I'm not going to say it's not funny. It's got its moments. And I guess at the time, it would have been funnier, maybe. It's a little bit of the slapstick kind of stuff, you know? And they reunited but, uh, him with Danny DeVito. And Pamela Reed as Angela. So uh, Pamela from um, uh, Kindergarten Cop came back for it, and okay. uh, but yeah, no, I mean it, it's funny. So what it is is he's a uh, it's a new drug that's going to reduce the chances of a woman's body rejecting her baby and causing miscarriages. But then the re the research is taking the the funding. They lose their funding, and they don't have anybody to test the drug on now because their experience their human trials got denied or whatever so now they decide well we'll just test the drug on me we're just gonna test the drug on me dr alex uh yeah danny and arnold are the two doctors or professors or scientists or whatever that are come up with this drug and everything but this is like the first kind of thing where you where you saw uh so remember in um the football movie with Adam Sandler and uh, Longest Yard. Uh, the Longest Yard. Okay, so remember the Longest Yard when Kevin Nash was like, "My nipples are really sensitive." So like it came. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever seen a big, strong dude do that. So he actually does that while he's pregnant. He starts getting mood swings, and he's like, "My nipples are sore." And like, <laughs> so there are there's funny aspects to it, but I'm not going to sit here and say it's one of his. You know. You need to go watch it, or it's one of his best. But, I mean, if you love Arnold, you'll go watch it anyway. So, can we go ahead and say, like I said before, just call it his rhinehouse. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. His rhinestone? Yeah, I, I would say, I would say, yeah, you can. I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's just, it, doesn't, it just didn't strike me as a good movie at all. It's not a very good one. I think they were just trying to cash in on the, the the chemistry between him and Danny DeVito from Twins because Twins was hilarious I thought and Twins was great yes yeah no doubt. and it, it's almost like they were trying to cash in on something like that again but it didn't work for me well if we want to talk about good movies though 
and steer away from his uh, not-so-great movies. The one he had come up after this was definitely one of his better movies that decade as well, which is Eraser. I agree 100%. Witness protection specialist becomes suspicious of his co-workers when dealing with a case involving high-tech weapons. As it turns out, he should be suspicious because they're trying to get these high-tech weapons. Introduction to the railgun. That was kind of cool-looking. Yeah, no doubt. So, the, way, the way they fire and do the doom, 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 like it yeah. worked, it like it was the technology exists. You can go look it up, but I mean, yeah. like it worked. It, they had it working like a like it does. Like it sounded like a real well a real gun and everything. It was wild. The well, Edelman, you got um, you get, you get some great names in this movie as well. Like all mm-hmm. like all like all Arnold movies, he he puts together a good cast usually. Mm-hmm. And Vanessa um, Williams, James Con. Mm-hmm. John, uh, James Coburn. He he must have liked James in this movie. Well, you know? Maverick. We got another Maverick. Well, Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> James Coburn was in Maverick, too. Right. But look, he must have liked people named James. We got James Conn, yeah. James Coburn, and James Cromwell. Right. Yeah, this is, and here we go again. John Schneider, John Slattery. John... <laughs> Robert Pastorelli was in it. He was kind of funny in the movie. Yeah. Played Johnny C. Mm-hmm. One that he had oh, put yeah, in yeah, witness yeah. protection before. Yep, yep. Recruited him for some help in this one. Played a funny. Played a good character. I guess the one, like, at the end of the movie, something happened outside of, uh, um, like, outside of a cafe or something at the very end. Or am I thinking of True Lies? Am I business? I don't know. There's something funny that happened with a bomb or something outside of at the end of one of his movies i might just be thinking about a whole different movie but anyway could be i don't think it was this one this is where he's just fighting at the end of it to protect uh vanessa williams there at that shipyard okay yeah 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 this ain't what i'm thinking of then that might not that the movie i'm thinking of might not even be in our decades we do not know do not know I wonder why this one, how, how did this one do in the box office? Because I, I remember this not being, it, I remember everybody liking it, but I don't remember it being like one of his bigger ones. Oh, uh, it did 242,295,562. I'd say and the, uh, the estimated budget was 100 million. So one and a half times this budget. That's not bad, though. No, pretty much. But now, now is, you know what I mean? It might as well be a Charlie Brown movie. Because I watch this every single Christmas. This is my favorite Christmas movie. Oh, hold on, hold on. Before you go there, I want to bring something up. I'm I was sorry. Bringing I, up. I had one thing for the last movie for a race. Oh, okay. Did you bring up what his what his name was in the movie? Uh I thought we did. I thought I think you may have. That might be what you were what you were getting at a moment ago. Yeah. John Kruger. John Kruger. Another John. Kruger. Did you Kruger. put that down? Another John. There's number two. Now, let me tell you something about, uh, interesting about this movie with John Kruger. Mm-hmm. The John Kruger role was originally offered to Sylvester Stallone. Oh, ain't that funny? Is that stop? That, is that isn't that funny, though, the way they would compete against each other and stuff and how he tricked him into the one movie and all that stuff? And now this yeah. movie was offered him first, but he turned it down. Yeah. He so turned it down and instead did Copland. 97. Copland. Oh, ooh, but Copland was a good movie, though. Yeah. I'm just saying. He's he, mad at that. 
Well, I mean, you can't be. He made two. They were, they were both great movies. It would have been a good choice either way. I think. Ain't that the one where he he, he like he got uh, somewhere along the line he got deaf in one ear, got like a gun went out. He was running out through the ears. Just a plain. He he didn't play a super badass in it. He played like a, a, a just an average sheriff and all. But uh, like that, it looks yeah. like it was a bad idea because he uh, he only grossed forty four million on that one. Well, I mean, budget. and who knows what he would have grossed if he did a racer? We don't know. Yeah. He might have grossed 50 million with a racer. He might have done even better. Right. But it could be people watched a racer because it was Schwarzenegger. It could be, which is even more bragging rights against. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, oh, well, how about then uh, just to keep on going with um, how successful daggum uh, arnie is though we got a christmas movie that came in with 129 million well almost 130 million it wasn't far off um was it arnold the red nose schwarzenegger no no was it um was it hold on don't tell me don't tell me was it um deck the halls with conan the barbarian close was it we were looking for a special toy did it have something to do with the turbo man absolutely it was turbo man it's turbo man with the electronic lights and sound and the action grip (laughs) and no travis is not holding a turbo man doll in his hands right now in front of his camera (laughs) not by any means not by any means with his booster pack not booster his friend. Nobody cares about a stupid sidekick. The booster <laughs> jetpack that allows him to fly. <laughs> I, I love that movie. So I do good. love that movie. I, I I watch it every year around Christmas time. There's so many movies around Christmas that I make Dude. sure I watch every year, and this is one of them. Without a doubt, was Phil Hartman not like I loved Phil Hartman. Like rest in peace, Phil. Man, like Phil Hartman was great in this movie. Yeah, when he sees him at the end of it dressed up as Turbo Man, he gets his. Come on, Johnny, let's go. <laughs> no doubt. He just got done hitting on his wife a few minutes earlier. All right. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I am. Uh, but yeah, based on the, the movie is a, a toy his son wants. And he failed to get it when he should have. And now to the point where the toy is unobtainable, more or less. So he has to find a way to get this toy to make it up to his son. And there's this thing between him and Sinbad who are trying to get Myron. Myron. Who's trying to get this 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 Turbo Man doll. And everywhere they go, people are laughing at him because they waited too late. The crazy postal worker. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. He was so good as the crazy postal worker. <clears throat> and then all the bad Santas, <laughs> the mall Santas, they were running this little right. toy network mm-hmm. thing downtown somewhere. Made by Jim Belushi. Yeah. Yeah. If you are um, a wrestling fan by any means, Paul White that plays the big show in wrestling was a part, was one of the Santas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. And the funny thing, one of the funny things about Jingle All the Way is the reoccurring stuff with the same cop. Never yeah, that's fails. Good too. That's good too. You know what else I like? <clears throat> what you like? We bring it up every chance we get. I think it might be one of our favorite TV shows of all time, even though we haven't said it. I think it's going. To, we're just going to have to classify it there because we always bring it up. Uh, old Richard 
Richard Mall was Dementor. He was the bad guy on the TV show uh, that they watched, uh, and he was Bull from Night Court. Yeah, <laughs> Bull from Night Court. You gotta love some Night Court. Gotta love some Night Court, man. If if anybody thinks Night Court was a terrible show, then I will offer you the chance to prove it to me, and you better come strong with it because right. that was one of the funniest sitcoms on tv at his time frame at that Without time a doubt. i think this i think this movie <clears throat> excuse me lord that drink went down the wrong way a while ago uh i think this aside from our classics like have to watch every year you know what i mean i think this one in, in uh i would call it new wave christmas movies i guess uh i think this one in christmas with the cranks are my two favorite newer Christmas movies. I don't know. Buddy the Elf. Buddy Elf. the Elf was pretty good. But I don't, I, that was one that I don't, I don't catch it every year, but I catch this one in Christmas with the cranks just about every year. Well, I'm thinking, you know, kind of segueing into the next movie, Christmas happens during a, a very cool time of the year. It's very cold. Yeah. Very Everybody frosty. gets all ramped up around this time of year too, though. They're like putting out Christmas decorations. They got Mariah Carey thawing out right now. It's like, Lord have mercy. I think for like, just feel like everybody needs to chill. <laughs> <laughs> Batman and Robin. <clears throat> Arnold Schwarzenegger playing a bad guy in Batman and Robin. Who would have thought it? Do you remember how much flack this movie got when it came out, though? Yes. Like, it got a lot of flack, and I I, I liked it. I liked the style. And I like it. Change up and, All right. I, I wasn't big on the fact that it was George Clooney as Batman. He was. But you know yeah, what? Yeah. Every time we get a new Batman, everybody gets mad and complains about it. That's true. Now, he did he do a terrible job? No. No. It wasn't a terrible job. Was it Michael Keaton? No. Absolutely not. It was not. But this brought in a couple of good villains. You had Poison Ivy. Right. Uma and, Thurman is Poison Ivy. She did right. a great job. And then his character was, was it Dr. Freeze? Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and uh, of course, you got Chris O'Donnell playing the role of Robin. And yep. I also thoroughly enjoyed the fact they brought in Alicia Silverstone. Right. As Batgirl. That's Batgirl. That's right. Batgirl. Arrest me. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, that was um, a, that was, was a good one. And then the follow up with uh the one after I know it didn't have Arnold in it, but the follow up was was good too with uh the one that uh, uh 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 Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey. No, that was the one before this one. Was that before this one? I thought it yeah, was because uh Chris O'Donnell's character Robin was wanting to kill Two Face because he's the reason why his family that's got killed. That's right. That's right. Because Alicia Silverstone came in after that. That's right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. She it's like she came in at the end of that movie. Yeah, and and the whole Mister Freeze character. I mean, while he was doing bad, you kind of felt for him at the same time because he's all trying to wife. yeah trying to fight. It's all done for his wife to make sure she could be you know kept alive and, and mm. cured and. And all this stuff, but what's cool about that too is that is I, I think that that is the original. I mean, you know, the comic books change it up and alter it all the time, but I think that's the original storyline for Mister Freeze too. That's his original backstory, I believe. Yeah, 
And I would have liked to have seen it. That's why. That's right. This one had Bane in it because I knew it had more than a couple of. It, I knew it had more bad guys than just them two. Well, was it really now? What's the real version of Bane? Is it the one like they had in this one with Poison Ivy or the one they portrayed in The Dark Knight? The one like they had with this one with Poison Ivy because the one they did in The Dark Knight didn't use Venom. Okay. Bane, Bane uses Venom. That dude was just... Tom Hardy. They just had Tom Hardy being a total awesomeness in that one. <laughs> it worked. I didn't get mad at it or anything, but yeah, no, that wasn't Bane. This movie's totally Bane. When I hit the button, he goes big, and then when he cuts the things, he goes tiny. Show sure enough, then they reworked Bane to where he was actually, a, a, I think currently, or a few years back, they reworked Bane to where he was actually a, a Mexican uh, luchador. That, and but he still used venom. He still used the venom to make himself pumped up and big. But he was like, right. a, like if Rey Mysterio was to hook up and get some. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> turn into Bane. I I would have liked to have seen another movie with Batman, Robin, and Batgirl in it, or maybe even a spinoff movie that was just Batgirl at the time. Right. That could have been kind of cool. No doubt. But we did not get that though. We got the one and done. Yeah. Did you like the new? Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna take just a second though. I know we had an hour, but we ain't got but one more movie really. Uh, did you? What did you think of the? Like I called it, like I told everybody, unless you hadn't watched the movie because you still don't think he was, how did you feel about Robert Pattinson as Batman, dude? I still haven't seen it. What? Yep, I have not. Guilty. Oh, my God. You got to see that one, bro. I'm guilty. He, he killed. He smashed it. He absolutely. Dude, I've, I've, got, several, I've got several movies I got to catch up on. That's one of them. Right. But oh, it, what I was going to lead into was, oh, what's her name? Um, they're setting up, if they do another one. Uh, that they're setting up to be, uh, or they did set up to be Catwoman. Uh, she was pretty awesome. And she was almost like, I ain't going to say she was a young Eartha kid, or you could imagine her as a young Eartha kid, but it was nice to see it go back to, uh, not to be political, but it, an ethnicity that I saw when I was a child. You know what I mean? The mulatto mixed race. I remember Earth the Kitten, darling. And, yeah. Not that I remember that. I remember seeing that. I don't. I wasn't well, from the original Batman series Batman back in but, with Adam West and Burt Ward and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wasn't alive when that was actually, but I saw reruns, and that was my first right. Catwoman was Earth the Kit. But right. anyway, what about our last movie? Because I want to leave time to talk about like what Arnie meant. Well, our last movie is End of Days. Uh, a part, I mean, a great fitting for a movie at the end of the list of movies. It's the End of Days. No doubt. And at the end, and, and on top of that, this came out in 1999. All of the Y2K scare was going on. Everybody was all Jesus is coming back, which they do that every every year. But <laughs> it's just like, I, if you know, if you remember and think about it, like, it was so crazy that transition to 2000, you know what I mean? And we had Jennifer Lopez waiting for tonight. Whoa. People were part. It was on the news, man. People were partying on rooftops. Like all oh, the aliens are coming and you know, the world's going to end because the computers won't roll over and it's going to crash. Y2K. And so that makes it like double, triple fitting to, to put it out December 28th, 1999. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's yeah. putting it out just actually days before 
everybody's crazy. The world's going to end. Like, <laughs> so, and that's pretty, pretty wild. Pretty cool. And then once again, we touch on their cast. They got, you got Schwarzenegger, you got Gabriel Byrne, mm-hmm. who his character is listed as quote unquote, the man, the man, uh, Robin Tunney played Christine. I love Robin Tunney. Yep. Robin Tunney. He was a, a carryover from last week. Mm-hmm. Craft. Yep. Um, Kevin Pollack. Yep. I believe it was a part is a Schwarzenegger's partner, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Uh, CCH Pounder played uh, Detective Marge Francis. If you're once again NCIS fan, NCIS New Orleans. Okay. And then uh, you know you had your other supporting cast members. I mean, I'm looking at a few of the names, none of them really ring a bell to me too much. But the movie itself was it was, it was real fun. It was good. Now this. Do you get the plot pulled up already, or? Oh, I don't. So, <laughs> but I got something right here that says, just like you said, December twenty eighth, ninety nine, the citizens of New York City are getting ready for the turn of the millennium. However, the devil decides to crash the party by coming to the city, inhabiting a man's body and searching for his chosen bride, a twenty year old named Christine York. Mm-hmm. If he bears her child between eleven p.m. and midnight. On New Year's Eve, the world will end, and the only hope lies within an atheist ex-cop named Jericho Kane, who no longer believes in God because of the murder of his wife and daughter. Yeah. So ultimately, the movie was great. Yes, I have seen this one. Okay, I, I enjoyed this one because this one does feel, you know, truly it feels as much like a, a thriller movie as the one we we were talking about earlier with Mickey Rourke and them. It, it feels kind of like a thriller movie to watch. And it's the first time right. I'd ever seen, I know predator, <clears throat> I know predators classified in horror and thriller a lot, <clears throat> but it didn't really ever feel like a scary movie other than the fact that it had a mo- the mo- the predator in it, the monster. This one was tense and you know what I mean? Like this is the first time I ever kind of saw him in that kind of role. So that was really different. And then in the genre that by this time I had fallen in love with, which is horror thriller, um, I really dug this movie and Gabriel Byrne was super menacing in it. Like he did a, he did a great job, you know, almost a character kind of like, um, as Al Pacino would have been in, in the devil's advocate or, or as, uh, De Niro would have been in the movie we discussed earlier, angel heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, uh, I like this movie. This was did you know this was his first movie? Well, of course we know it's his first movie since Batman and Robin. We were just talking about the last mm-hmm. one. Do you know why he had a two-year hiatus in between movies? Uh, I don't. So uh, the reason for the gap was because of his heart surgery after playing Mr. Freeze. The studios were anxious about whether or not they could insure him. Oh, wow. And despite attempts to convince people that he was in perfect health, he couldn't get any work until the movie end of days. Ain't that crazy? And I didn't know still... that. I, I didn't know he had heart surgery. That's the first time I've heard that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I remember that being in the news because he was. it was like the first time we heard of somebody using a pig valve. If I'm not mistaken, I, I believe he had a pig valve put in his heart. I don't know if you if you pull that up on research or not real quick, but um, but yeah, I believe I, I remember that being in the news because it was like a kind of like one of them daggum uh, look what we can do now, you know? <laughs> it's like Arnold is is going under the knife for the new treatment or you know a new thing or whatever. 
but he did <clears throat> he did he just that don't surprise me because he did stuff like that all the time he was he was a winner man never quit doing new things starting new projects all that stuff but yeah, yeah. i didn't i didn't know he couldn't get well, hired like that's crazy the biggest action you know one of the two biggest action stars in the entire on the planet and you're like, no, nah, I don't know about the insurance, man. <laughs> well, just on a on a quick search, it basically says uh, Schwarzenegger's pulmonic valve was successfully replaced. It's believed that he had a bicuspid aortic valve, which led to a Ross procedure operation performed in 97. Right. It says during the Ross procedure, the aortic valve was removed. Then Arnold's pulmonary valve was switched to the aortic position. Oh, okay, so they just moved the valves around. They didn't actually use the pig valve. I don't know that for sure. I just that's that's the thing that hi, that's highlighted on it. How are you gonna take one valve and put it in place of another valve? You're still gonna be missing a valve. <laughs> well, it also says here what animal is used for heart valve replacement, and it says tissue heart valve replacements, also known as biological or bioprosthetic valves, are harvested from pigs or constructed from the tissue sack. It says surrounding the heart of a cow okay yeah that, i thought it was something to do with that yeah so you're Heck you're yeah. kind of on with it you're kind of on with it arnold. you're such a pig arnold such a pig arnold so um yeah. we were going to talk a little bit about some things about the 90s with schwarzenegger you said and what he meant to the 90s you found a couple things you wanted to throw out there yeah so uh so we could have we could have been include this in the 80s but we didn't think about it at the time but but in 1989 uh he and jim uh lorimer um founded and started the arnold classic which is the bodybuilding uh event <clears throat> that you know if, if you don't win the arnold classic you're never gonna win mr olympia <laughs> it's like you gotta win the arnold classic man there's like huge i think the arnold classic is probably it's up there with Mr. Universe and Mr. Olympia, without a doubt. And then it grew and turned into the Arnold Sports Festival, where they have. Uh, so it's it's went from a singular bodybuilding show to a week long or something sporting event that features about twenty thousand athletes competing in over sixty events representing eighty countries. So it's almost like the sport Arnold Sporting. Uh, sports festival has become like uh, uh, an Olympic event. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's got, they're doing stuff everywhere. You know, and, when you um, mentioned earlier, he had the Arnold classic. Mm -hmm. The first thing I thought in my mind was when did Arnold start playing golf? Right. <laughs> We're going to win at that too. <laughs> I'm going to hit yeah. the Eagle. Well, see, I knew about the Arnold classic, for years I, I didn't realize and see i thought that's i swear i remember this might be some of that different dimension stuff because i haven't been able to find it but i remember seeing getting magazines uh my boys life magazines when i was on scouts and all kinds of stuff about fitness fitness kids america or fitness america kids or something and it was a fitness program a, a, a nationwide fitness program to encourage children to uh look at their physical health and and do exercise and stuff like that more and I rem I distinctly remember that when <clears throat> that uh, he named Dwayne Johnson as when he when he took over his role as the governor, he got into politics that he gave that role of of orchestrating all of that to Dwayne Johnson. And then 
I never saw anything. I, like, I can't even find information on it now. But I'm like, I swear he handed that off to him. And then when Dwayne did uh, the rundown, when yes. he did the rundown, Arnold's walking out of the, the thing and he kind of passed the action hero torch to him. That was like a thing, too, because I read about that. I remember reading that. I don't see that anywhere. But I remember he did that, that when he walked out and he looked at him, he goes, have fun. Yeah. He kept on walking. It was like, here, you're the, you're the new action guy. Have fun with it. You know what I mean? But that's information that I cannot, I, I just can't, I don't know where to go. And that, it's and that was cool too. When it happened, it was very cool. Oh um, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. He had that big old cigar. <sighs> yeah. And that, that and just, you know, the stuff that he was doing, he had started getting interested in politics and the, the things that he was doing with, with fitness and, and, you know, encouragement and kids and, you know, he's done the motivational stuff for years and, um, just the way that you know he he means more or he has had such an impact on on worldwide culture and and not just not just you know he's a big 80s or a big action hero like this dude is he's unreal i don't know he's got a a biography or autobiography however you say it uh show that's on i think netflix maybe where they talk about his dad and, and it, well, it's got him in it. It, it's, it talks about him coming up and you know, how he went through and I'm watching it. What's so funny about this is I'm watching this and I'm like, why is there no mention of Joe Weider? And I, I brought up that again. I'm like, see, when I turn on the Hedron collider in 2012, I'm, I, I believe it. We're in a different dimension. Cause I just think we remember my whole life. Joe Weider brought him over here. He started doing the Weider. And then like, I'm, I'm about, <laughs> about 30, 45 minutes into the documentary, here comes Joe Weider. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're not driving me crazy. <clears throat> but yeah, no, nah, I mean, it's just, he's like, get at me his flowers. He said some stupid stuff, I feel like, when um, when COVID was going on, about, uh, and, you know, about the shot and everything. Yeah. Uh, and but and I didn't appreciate that, but it ain't gonna make me not love still love him because that dude, I mean, he shaped not just a generation, he has shaped generations and and pop culture, you know, as a whole. Like it's crazy. Like the him and him and Sylvester together, there's, there's nothing like it. Between hey yo and you know or yo Adrian and hasta la vista baby or I'll be back. There's like there's nothing to touch. There's nothing to touch that. Both of them were like, you know, I it, it, if there's such thing as a tie for being a king of something, I would say both of them ran neck and neck with the, you know being a king of one-liners in their movies. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That and being the ultimate action stars, the the ultimate action heroes. I mean, you can throw all of our other big names out there, but nobody nobody comes close to those two. Right. And that's why they were that's Chuck why they were so maybe. competitive, you know? Yeah. Chuck and, and it was a different time, but I think I don't even know. I can't even put Chuck up there. Chuck's is well known, but Chuck's franchise, his uh his I don't think his catalog even okay. comes close to theirs. So touching on that for just a second, the, the the reason why he doesn't match up with the other two is because the only thing he had close to them as a franchise, you know, character. Mm-hmm. Would have been Braddock and missing in action. Yeah, and when you when, when you I put when you put Braddock up next against Rambo, there's no there's no decision there. It's easy. It's Rambo. 
Right, right. You know, this it's not hard. And then if you yeah. were to compare Braddock up against like Matrix, like John Matrix, even though there was just one movie he did, mm-hmm. there's no comparison to that. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that Arnold could step in and play J.J. McQuaid in Lone Wolf McQuaid because right. that is Chuck Norris all day long, and that's where he thrived and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. The octagon. That, uh, that would be like that. That that's like um, you know, harkening back to another great. I don't even know. I guess you have to call him an action star because every movie I've seen him in's been an action movie. But he wouldn't be, and he's huge with those generations. But he wouldn't have been the kind of action stars they are. And and that's uh, uh Charles Bronson, you know, right? Death Wish, all the Death, Death Wish, Wish movies, and right. Um, the, the boxing movies and the one where I saw I watched one not long ago where in set in Italy he was some kind of cop out there on a boat. But he take it and then he flop back over go to go to Van Damme, Seagal, uh, you know anybody just nobody in in like I said the impact that they've had on pop culture as a whole and and you know then you then you take both of them. What I really love about the two of them too is, <clears throat> for instance. Stallone, right? He writes like he wrote Rocky. He wrote Rambo. He wrote like he writes so much, and the things that he says and, and through his movies, he's always got this message. Like if you pay attention to it, he's always got this really, really awesome message in it about you know the speeches that nobody gives a nobody gives a speech like Rocky, like right. nobody. You know what I mean? Nobody's gonna make you feel like you are letting yourself down like rocky will like you know it, it ain't about how many times you get knocked down it's about how many times you get up you ain't no loser <laughs> but i mean that, he had that one he had the one at the end of uh rambo first blood part two yeah which was a great one uh um, the, the one in uh meet me uh, meet me halfway over the top mm-hmm. that was saying telling... like his speeches are just amazing and that's his writing and mm-hmm. then if you go listen to arnold even even in not just uh, not just like motivational speeches or when he's talking at a college, it, it just in an interview off the top of his head, this man has so much to give uh, advice about, you know, things to do to to live healthier, not not physically, but mentally too, to challenge yourself, to push yourself, motivational type things, you know? Right. And, and it's just, that's mind blowing to me that these two, both of these guys are just, they're, 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 they're treasures. <laughs> well, we are sitting on about an uh, hour 18 right now. I guess we're going to, about time to wrap it up, I guess. Uh, I reckon. Everybody might be snoozing on us out there by now. There might be. I don't know. Wake up, keep the top, that's not going to be annoying in somebody's ear later is it (laughs) (laughs) it got loud too don't don't edit it don't don't bring it down don't oh no i have to gotta let it scream at them i I have to do it i mean it's 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 gonna do show wide when it does it does the whole show (laughs) so sorry maybe i can find some way to make it work though who knows um hey if uh just to kind of reiterate earlier uh if you're a first time listener make sure you do follow us and subscribe go to the web page subscribe to the newsletter you know that way you can get all the cool stuff come to you in your inbox about when we have our shows come out and what they are as well as anything else we want to include in on it um 
like Marty earlier, if you have a question you want to pose to Travis or myself, either one, you can email it to us at retrolife for you. That's number four, Y O U at gmail.com, or you can get us on the social media and let us know what the question is there. And then we will put it on the show and see what we can do at answering it for you. See if you might stump one of us or something. Mm. Speaking of social medias, Instagram, Facebook at retro life for you, just like we are spelled on here, retro life. Number four, Y O U. And uh, we get a few things on the, the TikTok every now and then. I just put a couple of things up recently, actually, a couple of short clips on our 80s and 90s horror movies. A little teaser clips, Travis. Yeah. Got one of my picks, one of your picks out there. Yep, I saw that. I like that. I kind of shared it. I had a couple of friends that shared it. That was nice. I already liked it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, trying to think, was there anything else I want to bring up for this show is over with today? Oh, actually, you know what? I'm, I need to I need to put this out there. Her show will already be done by this time. She'll have other shows come out new. But I did guest host on Two Chicks Talking Flicks the other day yeah. with with Sarah. She came on the show and done Point Break with us and Jaws, I believe it was, uh, a while back. And we did The Little Giants, which was fun. Nice. Um, so if you get a chance to check out uh, Sarah's podcast, Two Chicks Talking Flicks, look it up. I think you'll like them a lot. And um, let's go from there. I mean, Travis, anything else you got that you want to put out there today or anything you want to end the show with? Yeah, man, I'll, I'll let y'all know how much I know about Arnold so y'all don't even uh, try to come at me no sideways, man. You know what Con- well, you know what Arnold calls it when he gets a, a colonoscopy? What? A Cameron Diaz. I'm letting that bake a little bit for people to know. A Cameron Diaz. <laughs> <laughs>